Welcome to another episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. Today on the show, we are doing a strategy session with one of our freelance accelerator students, Sarah. And Sarah and I cover a little bit of a variety of topics. We talk about what happens when you get ghosted by a client, what you can do to try to reinitiate the conversation and reinitiate the relationship. Um, whether you got ghosted three weeks ago or three months ago, there are things you can do to sort of keep that conversation and keep that relationship active to recoup them as a client. We also talk through a really common sticking point, which is how to charge for meetings and phone calls. Um, first of all, should you be charging for them? Yes, you should, especially if you're charging hourly, you just charge your hourly rate for them. But Sarah got into what could almost be described as a little, as a little bit of like a sticky situation where she felt like maybe she overcharged for that because the client called her quite a bit. And so we talk about how she can approach the conversation with the client so that they feel good and they feel comfortable getting charged for that time. And then also we talk about strategies she can do to address this topic in the conversation in the excuse me, address this topic in the beginning so that it doesn't come up as an issue again in the middle or towards the end of a project as an awkward conversation. And then last, something else that we talked about with Sarah was her success in raising her rate with one of her existing clients. She was really nervous to have the phone call, but I put her on the spot and I said, talk us through what you said on the phone call and how it went. And spoiler alert, she did get the raise with the client and she walks us through step-by-step step exactly what she said. So if you're thinking about or you'd like to raise your rates with clients, then you're gonna love that part of the conversation as well. Um, Sarah also shares what she's charging as a freelancer. I'm not gonna give spoilers on that, but she does share her numbers, which I know is always really valuable. And I think that the more of us do this, the more it can help all of us build confidence to charge a fair rate and to stand up for ourselves. And the more of us that stand up, the better the industry is for everybody. So I know you're going to love this strategy session with Sarah. If you are interested in getting on a strategy session with me, this is something we offer exclusively to our Freelance Accelerator students. Our program FAST opens only a few times a year. And it comes with all the support and step-by-step -step guidance and templates and everything that you need to be a successful fashion freelancer plus extra support from me personally. If you'd like to learn more about that program as well as get access to all of our free resources, head on over to SoHeidi.com slash freelance. We'll link that in the show notes. It's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash freelance. And we'll hook you up with a ton of free stuff and we'll also let you know when Freelance Accelerator, our program opens just a few times a year. All right, that being said, let's jump into my conversation with Sarah. All right. Welcome, Sarah. Let's jump into some strategy to help you wherever you're stuck in freelancing. I know you sent me um, a form with some questions that you have, so I can either kickstart with that or if you're feeling like, you know what, I've got those fresh in my head or maybe things have changed since you submitted that. Do you want to start? Whatever feels easiest. Sure. Sure. I, uh, I honestly don't entirely remember what I put on my form, but I know <laughs> the two things that that uh, have been on my mind that I wanted to ask you about. Um, so things have changed a little bit, I think, since I, I actually filled out that form. But my main question was regarding retaining existing customers mm -hmm. um, or clients. So I've had about close to 10 clients now. Um, I've been doing this for almost two years. Yeah. I had a little bit of a slowdown due to the pandemic because my son was home doing online learning and he was in senior kindergarten and junior kindergarten and it's, you have to be there with them. Life is hard. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, pandemic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and mentally I just couldn't wrap totally. my brain around doing all of that yes. and also pitching. It's so 
So I probably should be further along than I am currently um, based on the timeline and the, the pandemic. But um, it is what it is. And I'm, I've been getting a fair amount of new clients since uh, the summer, since I've had a little bit more freedom back. Good. Uh, but uh, my issue is, is with retaining some of these clients. Okay. Um, so I've had two specific situations that I wanted to sort of run by you. Yeah, let's talk um, about it. So you know, I, I went through the Successful Fashion Freelancer course, and I read all the material, and I know that there's specific material about pricing, and sometimes you mess up. So I sent a pitch, and I sent, um, they responded well, and I got some work from them, two different categories. I, I work in socks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I thought I'd done a pretty good job. Um, so halfway within working with them, they said, oh, you know, we'd like you to send us an invoice. And I said, okay, well, I, I sent you a proposal already. Um, and something that happens to me when I get nervous, when I'm, I've got a question or something is thrown at me that I'm not expecting, I, I just talk too much. Mm. So I know that in the pricing, uh, part of successful fashion freelancer, you said, you know, if you've underestimated how much it's how much time it's going to take you, and you end up losing a little bit of money, then you just sort of absorb it, and then you tell them the next time mm-hmm. that you made a mistake, and you sort of lowballed them, and it's going to cost X amount this time, right? Yeah. So I think I was just caught off guard. And I ended up telling them that I had actually worked a lot more hours than I originally expected. Okay. But I said, you know what? I'm going to be true to my word, and I'm only going to charge you X amount. Sure. Um, and she was she was kind of like fighting me on it. She's like, no, no, you know, you deserve to be paid what oh. what you're owed. Okay. Yeah. And I said, well, I appreciate that. But then in my mind, I had to stick to the course. So in my mind, <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm I'm going to be true to my word. And yeah. so like there was a little bit of an argument about it. Um, so I ended up just sending her an invoice for what I said I would. Okay. And then, um, the, the second part of the work that I had to do for her was actually much shorter than I expected. Um, so it all ended up evening itself out. Like yep. it did the amount of work that I was expecting to. Mm-hmm. And so my last invoice, I sent her, you know, the, the remainder of it and it was, it, it all worked out. Um, and I made sure to thank her. And uh, she said that everyone was very happy with the work that I'd done. And I'd actually worked much sooner than expected, too. Um, I just, when I get work, I just like to get it done and, and send it along and <laughs> just make sure it's, it's done properly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she said the next season would be starting in end of August. Okay. So mid-August, I sent her an email and I said, hi, how are you? Hope you've been having a good summer. Um just wondering when you think you might be getting started with the next season. Um, looking forward to hearing from you. Didn't hear anything, but I thought, you know what? She might be busy. They're busy so yeah. I think I sent another two emails and I actually tried calling her a couple times. Okay. And this was within a month period between like mid August and mid September. And she just ghosted me. Okay. So I, I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, it happens. Um, I'll tell yeah. you, like, it, the the more sort of experiences I have, just I guess life experiences, um, the more I realize like people ghost 
even when they're on like the other side of the equation. So for example, you're the freelancer sort of like, I would love to get some more work, right? But but if you turn the tables, I'll just tell a quick story. Um, we recently hired a third person for our team and we wound up setting up nine Zoom interviews. We had an excessive mm-hmm. amount of candidates, I think like over 150 candidates. We wound up setting nine Zoom interviews um, that Tara did first. And then depending on how well those went, we were going to interview them together. And of those nine interviews, two people ghosted. Like they just didn't oh. show up for the interview. And Tara followed up with them and was like, hey, you know, you sent in this great application. And then we said, here's the link to book the interview. And they all had booked it within like an hour and a half of us sending the email. Like they were on it. And then poof. And she sent like two follow-up emails to both of them and they just never replied. So, Hmm. and so that's like a a table turn, right? They're like, hey, I would like a job. Um, And and so, and you know, I've seen these things that like, you know, Style Careers puts out about like, have you ghosted a recruiter or a job or have you been ghosted by, right? And so it just happens. I think it's just yeah. like a fact of life, unfortunately. Um, and I think that there's like only so much that you can do. Are you, co- like, she's still with the company, the email's not maybe going into a black hole. Like, I think there's obscure I things. Sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but she's pretty high up there. Okay. She's pretty established. I checked her on LinkedIn and she's still there. She's still listed okay. as being with that okay. company. Okay. So I'm not entirely sure. And I was considering maybe emailing one of the other contacts that I've got from that company. Yeah. But um, I just thought that they already had my contact info. So they, if they were... yeah actually looking for me, they, they could have easily found me. And I just didn't want to push too much. Yeah. You do want to be really mindful of like not coming off as like either overly assertive or, you know, that can even come off as like being desperate. Like, oh my gosh, does she like actually dying for the work? Right. Which it doesn't yeah. really fare well for you as the freelancer. Um, yeah. so I think you could do a couple of things. One, um, you know, when you're sending these follow-ups, something I always really like to be mindful of, and this is just like a high-level, like general sales strategy, is always give them an opportunity to say no. And so it can just be like, hey, you know, I wanted to follow up about, and I know you've already sent out the follow-up emails, but I'm going to have a different idea with this. Um, hey, I wanted to follow up about, you know, I know you're getting started in late August. Um, just touching base. I'd love to help out with the project like we did last time. It'd be super fun to work together again. If you're not interested or, you know, you just don't need the extra support, no problem either. Just let me know. Right? So giving people an out always, like, relieves the pressure that they can feel of, like, oh, gosh, Sarah's writing us and she was so great, but we actually don't have any work because blah, blah, blah reason. I just mm-hmm. don't want to squash her, so I'm just going to put it on ignore. I'm going to sweep it under the rug. But when you give them an opportunity to say no and you kind of open that door, it can just really make everybody feel a lot more comfortable. So that being said, you could, if you feel comfortable, this you got to gauge this based on the emails that you've already sent. You could email one of your other contacts and just say, hey, you know, I had pinged so-and-so. Um, just wanted, you know, I wasn't sure if maybe she wasn't still with a company or something. Um, just wanted to see where you guys were at and if I could offer any extra support going forward. If not, no problem. I just wanted to make sure, 
um, everything was okay, something like that, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just give them the out. And then, so that's kind of one option, right? And that giving them the out is like, most people don't do that. It's It's just something we're never really taught, but makes people feel a lot more comfortable and less pressured. Right. Um, and then Sorry, I'm be, just going to take some notes here. Yeah, take some notes. <laughs> do it. Do it. This is like an interactive call for sure. And then um, beyond that, something you could do is, right, which we talk about inside a freelance accelerator, is just continue to add value. And so maybe once every two or three months, you kind of add them to your list of people that you're kind of keeping in touch with. And maybe that's like, you know, I know since you're so niche in like the sock category, right? Maybe you've got some trend stuff or I don't know, whatever you've got that would be valuable. um, That like you just keep them in the loop on that. And it's just like a, hello, I'm still here and I'm just giving value and no pressure. I'm not here asking for work. I'm just trying to like help you out. Um, You know, and I'll just, I'll tell you one other thing too. I was chatting with, I was doing another interview the other day and this gal who just wound up landing like a $4,500 project, which was her biggest project ever. She was so excited. And she said, I had like sent it out and like didn't hear back for like a month. I know it's been longer than a month because it's now December and you were following up them in August. But um, there's so many moving pieces and parts in a business and and things slip. And I know you've sent like three emails and three follow-ups and that is a good amount of follow-ups to not hear back from. So that is definitely frustrating. (laughs) I hear you on that. But, like, there's just so much going on behind the scenes that we just don't ever know. And so maybe there's just a change of plans, and then she just, like, honestly forgot. And it's, like, no hard feelings or anything. Um, but I think She has that, told me before that she gets she, – she just gets really busy and then yeah. doesn't get back to people sometimes. Okay. She has already told me that. Yeah. So that's a very good possibility. Yeah, but. and so then I think, like, the best thing that you can do is just – add them to your list of people that you're like touching base with like once a quarter or once every three months or whatever. Um, I guess three months is every quarter. Um, just to be like, Hey, I'm still here and I still care about you and I'm not pestering you for work because that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Sort of like, here's some value. And then if you need anything, let me know. Right. Yeah. Since they were already a great client and a great warm lead, I would definitely like just touch base once every three months. And maybe you email her and you CC the other person, not to like try to poke at two people, but more to be like, I think this value could be beneficial for both of you people, right? Right. Um, in case one got too busy and didn't forward it to the other or whatever. I don't know what their two roles are, but like if they're both involved in the design process, then it would be beneficial for them both to see, let's say for this example, right, you might be sending a mood board or some inspiration. Right. Um, how does that feel? That, that feels good. Um, I know in one of your other podcasts, you interviewed, I think it was Mar- Marissa Borelli. Yeah, she does a newsletter. And, um, yeah, and she she sends out her newsletter. That's not something I feel comfortable with doing quite yet. Yeah, totally. But it takes a minute to grow that into that. That makes sense because it's value. Yeah. yeah, and it's value and you're, you're sending that out every once in a while and you're not specifically pitching anyone. You're just saying, you know, here's some information that might be useful to you because it's in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, please remember me, you know? Yeah. If you need anything, (laughs) let me know I'm here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, in marketing, they talk about how many touch points, right. And like, I've heard different things, but I think seven is sort of the magic number of like how many times you need to kind of like touch 
someone and whether it's like a touch point is like an email or a touch point is like maybe them seeing your Instagram post or like whatever, right? Um, I'm not saying they're following you on Instagram, right? This is just general marketing. <laughs> maybe they are following yeah. you on Instagram, I don't know. Um, but it can, it can just take a minute. And so, um, you know, building these systems where I'm sure you've got other brands that maybe you've done projects for, or maybe you're, you know, you've talked to and they're like, you know what, you look great. We just don't need you right now or something like that. Like, you know, you just book this into your schedule once every three months, you follow up with those, like you've said, you've had 10 clients and I'm sure there's other clients that you've talked or prospects that you've talked to, right? And so you just batch that and you take like a couple hours and you send out the value and, and since your niche, which right, we teach everybody to do, um, it's one piece of value that can go to all those people and it makes it really easy. Right. So I don't know if that's something you've been doing over the last, I know obviously life pandemic is hard. Your son, it sounds like maybe he's back in school now. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So like after and this summer, like you've got back, a little more space. as well. So Yay. that's exciting. <laughs> okay. That is exciting. Yes. We're making progress here in the world, right? Um, so. I have been sending value, but okay. not sort of religiously. Like yeah. I've just been doing it as a follow-up to a pitch when I haven't heard my first response, but totally. I haven't been doing it as a regular thing, but it's obviously something that I should start doing. I think you regular. should, because it sounds like you've got enough of a base of contacts that it would make sense. And, you know, I mean, you, you mentioned the Marissa Borelli thing. I specifically remember in her interview, she, I think told a few stories and I've heard this many times and I've had this in my career as well. Sometimes you'll get a project a year and a half later from somebody, right? It's sometimes it's just about the timing um, yeah. when they're ready for you. And so Right when you do your pitches and you send the value and the follow up, that can happen over a span of you know weeks or maybe a month or two. But then if that falls off and then maybe they need you in a year, but they've forgotten about you, it's it's gone, right? And they can't they can't remember how to find the email and like oh there was this girl I don't know I can't remember her name like they there is impossible to figure out who you are. Right, but since you've got this base of people that you could send this value out to on a regular three month basis, it's it's like that touch point, right? You're like, hello, just saying hi, I'm here. Here's something interesting. If I've, if right. need anything, I can help. That's where like right. you can really grow. Um, take all these contacts that you've built, and again, it's really simple, right? Four times a year, you do that. Yeah. So. Don't forward it to all of them. Do do them individually. Do them individually, right? And it's like yeah. one personalized sentence of something yeah. maybe you know about them. Like maybe you talked about their kids, right? Like something personal. Yeah. Um, maybe it's something personal about the business, whatever. It could be personal, business, personal, personal. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Okay. What do you think? That makes sense. That makes okay. sense. I've got another Yeah, another you have another situation. one. Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, so there's another client that I've had much more recently and, um, there's actually a lot of connections with the work that I used to do, the full-time work. So they're actually working with a lot of us in freelance roles, um, which is fun, but also a little bit strange. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, so I did an initial project for them and, uh, you know, he was humming and hawing a bit about, he wanted to work by project, but it sounded to me as though the freelancers that he had worked with before, 
I don't know. I just didn't like the feeling of, of project based with him. It sounded as though there was just a lot of back and forth Okay. and I was going to end up losing money from it. So okay. I said, you know what, let's do a test. Cause I know from the course, this was an option, right? Do a trial. Because yeah. I was very interested. So I thought, you know what, we're going to do this as a test. We're going to do it hourly and at a lower rate. So this was my range and we're going to do it at my lowest range. Okay. The trial project. Yeah. Um, and let's try it that way. And he seemed very fine with that option. And so I, I did it that way for the first project and he seemed pretty happy. Um, then he showed it, this was a license, a okay. licensed project okay. for socks. And he showed it to the brand and they didn't like any of it, but also I had been given terrible direction. Okay. Been told, here are some t-shirts that they've sent us for direction. Um, here are some, I don't know if I'm supposed to say, but guitar straps. That, okay. It was a guitar company. Guitar straps that we can base it on. So I yeah. based everything on that. And yeah. then it turns out they didn't want us to use that direction. So Okay. That was not really your fault, I, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But, you know, I, I took it, right? Um, and uh, I then had a conversation with him. He had given me another project. I had a conversation with him. And I said, look, that was our first project. Now that we're on a second one, um, based on what's happened with the first one, it sounds as though there's quite a bit of back and forth with some of these brands, and we always want to make sure that we give them the best um, design, you know, and, and we're willing to do the back and forth because we want to give them the best product. But there is a lot of back and forth, and because of that, I think hourly might be best for for us, yeah. and I would like to do, do it at this rate. And he thought about it for a minute, but then he agreed to it. Okay. So... I started on my next project with him and, and I told him, look, cause he said, you know, I don't want you to work too many hours. And, uh, and I said, okay, how about we do this? How about I, I do, you know, four designs and I'll send them to you sort of part, part way through. And then you can let me know what you think. So we did it this way. And then he says, uh, you know what, we're, we're not going to be doing any further designing for the first project. Uh, the second project we're, we're going to put on hold for now. Uh, we'll let you know if we need any further work from you. Uh, please send me your invoice for this second project. Okay. Um, and then my my other fellow freelancers were still getting work. So mm. I had no idea what that was all about. It was almost as though, like, all of a sudden he was paying me more and he didn't really want to work with me. You it know? could have been. It really kind of sounds like it could have been. And yeah. um I think that so so you know the difference between project and hourly can feel very different from a client's perspective for sure right if it's a flat project they're like okay I'm going to budget 500 or 1000 or 3 whatever the dollar amount is and like that's I know right. what I'm going to pay Right. Um, versus hourly, like you said, it can easily, the freelancer can just spend hours and hours and hours and then it like, oh, the total just can start growing. Yes. So yeah, it sounds like he was getting project from the other freelancers because my guess is that they were not as like confident and maybe assertive as you were in saying, you know what, I actually think it's going to be better to do this. And he's seeing that, like, by the time they get to do all the revisions and the back and forth, that it's just coming out a lot cheaper. Um, mm. I mean, that's maybe an assumption you and I can both make. Did you ask for any feedback or any type of, like, hey, you know, just want to make sure, like, everything was okay. It sounded like things were going well. And just wanted to make sure there was anything I did wrong or I could do better. 
I did not send that email because that's a hard email. Me. I know it's a very hard email to send. Yeah. How long ago did it end? Three weeks, maybe, maybe a month. Okay. So, so I also oh have like my old former boss also works there as okay. a consultant. Okay. So like I just prodded him. Consultant. Yeah. So okay. I prodded him for a little bit more information and he said this big guitar brand they decided to do in-house okay. just because they're, they're finicky. Okay. And, and he said the other brand they're also doing in-house. So I guess they just decided to do both in-house. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it could be um, that we're reading too much into it and the two projects just came in-house and it's only been yeah. three or four weeks and that something else could come. Yeah. It could be that, right? Like, we're, I think we're always really good at going to like, worst case scenario, I'm terrible, they don't want me, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm great at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We all, oh, it's human nature. We're all really good at that. Um, you know, something to think about. I think that, like, I, I really applaud you for holding your own on the hourly because I think it's really important that you, like, stay in control of, you know what, this is, I think, what's going to work out best for both of us. And since you did have this gut feeling and maybe even some proof that there was always back and forth, um, I applaud you for holding your own. And I think that this is a learning experience and you could look at it and you could say, well, gosh, had I done project, would it have continued to work out? But alternatively, if you had done project, if you had sort of appeased him and said, okay, we'll do project, you know, then my specific advice would have been. And so I want to, I want to throw this out because I want you to in the future, think about like maybe you having options is, and, and we teach this inside of fast regardless, but I'll just remind you, as as project-based, being hyper clear about what they do or don't get, right? So like how many design options do they get per style and then how many rounds of revisions do they get? And so with these clients where you feel like there's going to be a lot of back and forth, it's like, you know what? At some point, you just need to control the situation and hey, I'm super excited about working on this project and I think it's really coming along great. I do have to really be mindful of how much time I'm putting in based on the original proposal. You know, we had agreed to two design options per style and two rounds of revisions. Um, I've gone ahead and done three rounds of revisions, you know, just because I want to make sure it's the best possible. But I just want to give you a heads up that if there's another round of revisions, um, you know, I, I do have to be mindful of my time and, and take care of myself as a business and a freelancer. And, you know, I'm happy to put together another proposal or I can just charge you at my hourly rate of X, right? So it's outlining it really clear in the proposal in the first place. And then when you're in the project, if it starts to go beyond, you know, maybe you do that one beyond. And you can also have a conversation at that point, too. If you said two rounds revisions and they're asking for the third, you can kind of give them a heads up. And say, you know what, I'm totally happy to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm, I'm going to absorb the time. Um, I just want to be mindful and let you know that the original proposal had stated this, and this is our third round. It's not a huge deal, so let me just take care of this one for you. Uh, but anything beyond this, you know, we'll, we'll have to reevaluate. And that's something you can do in writing, or you can do in, in – I think it really comes off better in voice if that's an option. Um, if you can kind of weave it into an existing call or something – um, okay. or just kind of depending on what type of communication that client prefers. If you guys never get on Zoom or they hate it or blah, 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 whatever, right? Like you always want to think about like, how is this going to feel most comfortable for them? 
Right. 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 He doesn't really zoom. He's more of a call kind okay, of person. Okay, then a call I think could be great, right? Um, yeah. And I, and I say, like, you know, to control the situation, like, if you can just add it onto another call instead of being like, oh, let me let, – let's schedule a call because that can sometimes feel like, oh, that, like, chewed up 20 minutes of my day and we have to schedule it and blah, 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 and, like, can feel a little laborious just to have that specific conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So that is is an option, right? And And who knows, too, because – if the whole thing were like, oh, the other freelancers are doing it for less money, they might be doing endless revisions because a lot of freelancers do this because they're not super savvy or they're not confident enough or they're like, oh, I'm going to lose the work. And guess what? You might lose the work. But here's what I say always at the end of the day, that's not your client then. If they are there yeah. to like push you and push you and have you do five rounds of revisions for the price of one, then it's not the greatest client and it's not a really healthy relationship for you and it's not really fair to you. And so you as like the freelancer who knows a little bit better, you stand up tall and you hold your ground and you say, you know what, I'm going to find another client that serves me better. Because mm-hmm. there's so many great clients out there. Yeah. Um, and there's shitty ones too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're just not your client. And you might learn that after yeah. a project or two, but it's always a learning opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like you got a little feedback from the other consultant in-house who you had a previous relationship with. And some people will not ever give the honest feedback. Maybe it was the price and they're just going to say, you know, we just brought it in-house. That's just the easy, yeah. quick answer, right? Yep. Um, so it's unfortunate. Um, and again... If it's someone you still feel in your heart and in your gut that you want to keep working with, then add them to your three-month follow-up list. If you're feeling gross and like, you know what? I just have a bad taste in my mouth and I'm not sure these are the people I want to work with, then just cross them off. You know, That's something you got to do a gut check on. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think that – I think I might – do a check-in with, with value mm-hmm. in a, a shorter period of time than three months just to check sure, in. Totally. Um, I'm also friends with a bunch of the other freelancers. So I, I've been checking in with them too, to see how their work's going. Yeah. Um, one of them agrees with me. They're asking for, you know, 18 de- designs to be done in seven hours and they're very intricate designs too. Um, so she says, this is impossible. But it just may I'm going to show them what I've done in seven client. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 really hoping that the other freelancers are not just doing all the work and pretending that it only took seven hours because that makes that makes it more difficult for the rest of us, right? It does, right? And so I think that's why I'm like really out there trying to be vocal and like teach people and educate the community and our industry that like we all have to stand up because it's going to be so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's hard. It's not easy. You I know. know. Like I was I having heart palpitations when I was having that conversation with yeah. him, but I felt really good about it after I had the conversation yeah. with him. Right? It's very hard in the moment, and you know what? The next conversation is going to get a little easier, and then you're still going to feel really good. Versus, can you imagine if you had maybe not said what you wanted to say, and it, the conversation could have felt easier, but then you would have walked away feeling like I didn't stand up for me, like I didn't, you know, I wasn't true to myself. Like you would have felt really the amount of crumminess and badness you would have felt would have actually been much bigger than that moment, right? That's true with anything in life, right? The hard conversations are always hard and then we feel better after. Yep. Yep. And that conversation actually gave me the strength to do it with my 
sort of longstanding client. I I work uh, sort of part-time hours for him on a regular basis and I do social media and some other stuff for him too. But um, we just like working together. So he gave me other things to do, which, which was fine. Um, And I've been trying to ask him for months to, to give me a bit of a raise because I was charging him very little because he was my first client. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But because of that one call, I was able to make a call with him and it, and it worked out fine. And yeah, he, he gave me the problem. Congratulations. So. That's amazing. Um, thank you. It's a muscle, right? Yeah. And if we don't use it, it's very, it gets very sore and uncomfortable and really hard to use. And then it gets stronger and it's like, Oh yeah, I can go have this phone call. Oh yeah. I can go run five miles. Right. Cause I've been building towards that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, what else okay, you got? so that was basically my two questions. Yeah, one other question went into the other one. So okay, well, um, let me. I'm looking at your form here that you sent in because there was a couple other things. So I want to make sure that we touch on these if they're still questions. And I know these are questions that a lot of people have. So I think we we could definitely talk about them. Um, you said how to charge for meetings and phone calls, especially when one client takes up a lot more time than others. And then yes. further down the line, you do say that yes, you are charging hourly. So talk to me about where, where's the sticking point? If you're charging hourly and one client's taking longer than another, then this client gets three hours of meetings billed and this client only gets one. Like where are we, where are you stuck on that? Um, well, I think mainly the issue is that a phone call or a meeting is not always an hour or it's not always two hours. Totally. Sometimes it's somewhere in the, in the middle. So totally. I found that Sometimes I round down and sometimes I round round up depending mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. what it is. And mm-hmm. that way it sort of evens itself out eventually. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I have one client and he hasn't paid me yet. It's been probably about a month now. Um, and in my mind, it was because he didn't realize he was being charged for all these phone calls because he calls me all the time. He calls mm. me like dropping off my son at school at like 830 and he's calling me. And he's calling me at like seven o'clock at night, you know, and... So I'm charging him for it. Yeah, because time is time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's time away from other clients. Yeah. And in my mind, he wasn't expecting as as high an Mm. invoice because he didn't realize he was being charged for all of that. Okay. But Um, it's very possible it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, so first of all, it could be in your mind. Second of all, it could be a reality, right? Yeah. So I think that like... Okay. When it comes to freelancing, communication is like the number one thing that can make or break the relationship, the project, anything, right? And I think it can sound a little abrasive up front to be like meetings and phone calls are charged hourly. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they're, you know... this isn't something I've ever toyed with. So you, you know, I think each freelancer maybe has to do a gut check on their own. And maybe it's something like just an asterisk at the bottom of the proposal. Um, You know, since we're working hourly, I want to be mindful and transparent to you that meetings and phone calls are also a line item on the hourly rate. Mm -hmm. Right? I I think actually that verbiage, now that I just said it out loud, feels okay. Okay. Um, I would just put, like I said, I would just put something in there and be like, to be totally transparent and communicative with you. Yeah. That's kind of, I, that's the disclaimer I would start with. 
Yep. Um, I want to be upfront that since this is hourly, meetings and phone calls are charged as such. Right. Um, so that could just like blanket address the situation at the beginning. Yeah. Because like yeah. What, what you said, like, okay, we wound up having a lot of phone calls. And in his head, I highly doubt he was like, I'm trying to take advantage of Sarah, but he probably just wasn't realizing it. And so then what yeah. happened was he maybe, and again, we're assuming here, but he maybe fell a little blindsided by the invoice when he's like, oh my gosh, there was four hours of phone calls. or I don't know what the number was, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you could put it in the, in the initial proposal. And then beyond that, as you're having these phone calls, like as it's like one phone call, then another, and you start to feel, okay, this client calls a lot. It had you maybe not put it in the proposal. Or even if you had, I would still maybe just intervene and say, I love hopping on these calls and gabbing with you. And I'm super happy to talk through these problems and help consult you on all this. Um, I just know that like clients hate getting a surprise bill at the end of the month. And so I just want to throw out a friendly reminder that, um, you know, time is time. And, and since we are doing hourly, um, give you the, give you the reminder that, you know, I do have to account for the time we have on the phone calls. Again, I'm happy to have the calls, but just so that you're not blindsided by this line item on the invoice. And they're going to really appreciate that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We well, that's had a, good because I have yeah, to I have to send him a follow up email anyway to say FYI please pay FYI your invoice. you need to pay me so, yeah 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 so maybe I can include some of that as well you can in it, and maybe as long as just, I'm yeah you know, soft about it <laughs> broach the conversation right now like if you're feeling like here's the other thing I've learned about freelancing beyond communication although this actually is just a part of communication if you are internally feeling something in your gut then maybe that is the case. And I find it often best to just kind of put it on the table. Like, hey, you know, I, I'm getting the feel, I'm, you, and, and right, it's all about how you present it verbally or, or in writing. Um, I could be making an assumption here, but I've got this gut feeling. And so I just want to put it on the table because I really believe in having transparent and open relationship with my clients um, that perhaps you were a little blindsided by the phone calls. And maybe... Depending, and this is a gut check you have to take based on how great he is as a client in general, what was your hourly rate. Maybe you're like, you know, if this has anything to do with the phone calls and meetings, I'm sorry, I should have been transparent about that up front. Um, and so I, you know, if, if, if you've been blindsided by this, I'm really sorry. And I'd love to alleviate that by taking 25% off the phone call rate for this time or something. And then going forward, you know, now that you know, this is the rate and he just probably didn't even think, right. But time is time. And at the end of the day, people do understand that they get that he's a business too. He gets it. Yeah. He just didn't think about it. And maybe it's not an issue. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Cause I have spoken to him since. And just because all of a sudden I, I had, hadn't heard from him and there wasn't really any work. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I just wanted to check in. We haven't spoken in a while. And he said, you know, there's just a lot of other things going on in the background. Um, I, I actually don't need your help at the moment, but you know, yeah. uh, stick around, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll hear from me soon. Yeah. Um, so, okay. This is good. This is all very good. Does that feel I can, good? Uh, definitely okay. work with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, well, okay. One of the questions was how to discuss raising your rates with an existing long-term client, but it sounds like you already had that conversation. I did. <laughs> will you share just for people listening um, who, who will be both freelance accelerator students who I think get a lot of value as well as our general podcast audience. 
what was that conversation like? What did you say and how did that, I mean, cause he accepted or they accepted it. I don't know who you talked to. Um, and you said you were really nervous, but it worked out. So can you share a little bit about how you went into that and what you said? So, uh, I'll just, I'll share with my existing client how that conversation went. Yes. So he's been my, he was my very first client in March of 2020. Yeah. Um, so I'll just quickly explain. So I had just been hired for a full-time job and then I got let go because of COVID. Yeah. And this guy had messaged me in December of 2019 to say, Hey, I'd like some help. Are you interested? And it it seemed like a great opportunity, but it wasn't full-time. And at the time I was just very, you know, no, all I want is full-time. Okay. And I wasn't interested at all. I wasn't even willing to give it a chance. Yeah. So when, um, when when COVID hit, I thought, you know what, let's get in touch with him. And he's been such a great client. Yeah. He's so lovely. He's like so understanding about everything. He's just so great to work with. Um, he has given me so many other things that are not necessarily design related, but he wants to give me hours and he wants to continue working with me. So, um, you know, we have a great relationship. So I knew it would go well. I just, it, it just, was making me nervous to even have the conversation. Totally fair. Um, but I just ended up saying to him, look, um, you know, I really enjoy working with you. Thank you so much for all of these opportunities that you have given me, all the the extra, you know, jobs that, that you've given me. Um, um, but I did want to talk to you about my rate because I have raised my rates since I first started working with you. Um, and I'm, I'm charging more with my other clients. So, you know, like, I think that we work well together and I think that I give you good work and I do it in a timely way and I'd like to continue working with you. So, you know, I was thinking that maybe we could raise my rate to X amount. Okay. Hourly. Uh, Is this hourly? Yes. Okay. Hourly. Hourly. Yeah. Um, That's just, for me right now, that's just the easiest way for my brain to work. Like a project. Do it. it Yeah. work for me yet. Yeah, do it. And that's how I got sort of messed up with the other client was <laughs> because it was more of a project based and I I didn't know how many hours it was going to take, right? Yeah, yeah. Um so anyway, he was he was fine with it. He just so, said, "Yeah, that sounds good." Yeah, I mean, yeah, he pumped and hawed about some other stuff, but yeah, he said, <laughs> "Yeah, that was fine." <laughs> well, congratulations on doing it and I mean, I mean, my biggest congratulations is is just on taking the initiative to do it. I'm super excited that you got it, but I think that the the harder part is like taking the initiative and having the the guts and the nerve to be like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to have this phone call. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's a bit weird. It's kind of yeah. like I, a lot of this is, I feel like it's similar to dating in a lot of ways where oh, you just have, have difficult conversations. You have to pitch people and like yeah. see if people are interested. Yeah. I don't know if I... I'm married. I, haven't, have, I haven't dated it <laughs> since 2003. It yeah, had been same. a while. It's been a same. hot minute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which is But I feel like this 18 is what years. people deal yeah. with with, yeah. with dating, right? People I guess so. Like- totally. Actually, when you said that, I was thinking about the, the dating thing. Not Again, not that you and I have experienced it any time recently, but um, yeah, it's definitely a thing. Um, would you be willing to share your rate that you were at and that you jumped to with him if you're comfortable? Oh, I was super low with him. When I yeah. started, I was $30 US an hour. Okay. And you're in Canada. I'm in Canada. Okay. So I have some American clients and I have some Canadian clients. Okay. Um, 
he's the one I work with the most. He's in Greensboro. Um, and so now I'm working with most of my clients. I'm up to 60 now. So that's what I'm Amazing. working with with most of my clients. And do, were um, you able to, did you double him? No. Okay. I was going to say that's no. a big jump. Yeah. No, I was not. I, I didn't want to do that to him. Yeah. So, and I knew that that seemed unreasonable. Yeah, so totally. I only went up to 40 with him. Okay. Um, so I'll probably wait a lot less time before asking For again. Another, yeah. Because now I feel like I can, I'm more confident in doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, like it just felt like every time I was starting with a new client, I thought, you know what? I've got more expertise in this now. I feel more comfortable asking for more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Amazing. Well, congratulations. It's a huge success all around. And I know it's easy to get like really discouraged by the clients that have ghosted. Um, and that's just a natural feeling for sure to be like, I'm the worst. Nobody wants me as a freelancer. I'm not saying you're feeling that, but I know like we all have those little pangs of like, oh gosh, this is all terrible. I mean, I've had moments in this business where I'm like, the whole thing's going to fail. It's terrible. Nobody wants what we have to offer and let's just shut it down. It's going to be dead next week anyway, so let's just shut it down, right? I've had those emotions yeah. many times. It's very human and um, maybe it's personal and that's fine. Then they're just not your client and maybe it's not and that's fine too because people just can sometimes get busy or they get a little flaky or like what happens, right? Yeah. So... Um, what else can I help you with, Sarah? Well, you've pretty much answered the majority of my yeah. uh, my questions. Okay. So. Okay. I was so, going to wear leopard for you today, but I <gasps> I not. <laughs> you you sometimes wear leopard, then you have got a you've got something. Well, I actually did not start wearing leopard until you started talking so much about how it was a neutral, which I had never considered it. Oh, as isn't neutral, that funny? I thought, no, oh, okay, I can try this out. <laughs> well, it's a bit much sometimes when I'm like in my leopard chair with my leopard. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I know. And I'm obsessed with my desk chair. It's amazing. Um, but luckily it like doesn't really show when I sit because I'm like, yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> I do have to be really mindful because I've like got a leopard bag and I've got so many different leopard pieces that I'm like, okay, I have to think about that. And sometimes I'm wearing multiple things and it's like I'm wearing a sweatshirt and my bag. And I'm like, ah, it's, I'm just running out. It's fine. It's going to clash. Oh, well. It's a neutral though. It's not clashing, I guess, right? It's true. But I feel like, I feel like a lot of the times I used to associate leopard with being like somebody who wore a lot of bling, Mm. you know, there was always a lot of bling associated with leopard. Totally. I can see that stereotype for sure. Um, but, but you were pulling it off without the bling. I'm super not blingy. I wear like a rubber (laughs) wedding ring. I have, I don't wear makeup. I do, I did like do a little bit with my hair just because we're on video now, but yeah, no, I'm super casual leopard. That's funny. Um, Amazing. So I, do you have any, I'm just trying to think any specific, I always try to wrap up these strategy sessions with what are your action steps? Um, I guess you've got maybe a couple. What do you think? Yeah. Yep. So I'm definitely going to. I'm going to add value um, to my pitches. I'm going to go back to some of my existing clients that I haven't heard from in a while. And I'll, yeah. I'll add value. I might try to hit that other client again, just in case she was just busy. And like you said, CC the other contact. Um, I did go to their website to see if my product was there and it wasn't. So that might be another thing as they didn't move forward with my designs. Oh, it should have already launched by now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 
Um, but I think that that's a good way to kind of put a feeler out there without, yeah. without specifically asking. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, with the other client that I think I might've blindsided with the phone calls, mm-hmm. um, I've got to email him anyway and just send out, send out a reminder about the invoice. And then I'll just, I'm, I'm good with the apology thing. So I like, I like just saying, I'm sorry if I blindsided you with the meetings and phone calls. Yeah. Um, I like that way yeah. of going about it. Okay, good. Um, so that, that feels good t- to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the main things that I got out of it. Yeah. I think those all sound really great. Awesome. Well, you're doing well, thank amazing. You for your help. Yeah, of course, you're doing a great job. And um, it's super fun to chat through everything with you and give you some advice and ideas. And uh, yeah, keep me updated on how everything goes. Okay. Thanks, right. Heidi. Thanks, Sarah. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I super appreciate you being here and spending some time with me and my guest, Sarah. And whatever it is that you're doing today, hope you're having an awesome day. Um, I also want to give a big shout out to Tara, my right hand behind the scenes, who helped make sure everything in the podcast happens and goes smoothly and the guests get here and all the different moving pieces and parts. It's a lot. Um, also, my right not my right hand, my husband, he is my right hand in many ways, right? Um, who does all the tech and editing, Mark. He helps out so much with the podcast and the show to make sure it sounds good in your ears. And um, yeah, again, thank you to you for being here. If you want to learn more about freelancing and kickstarting your career, we have a ton of free resources over at soheidi.com slash freelance. We will link to that below. And you can also learn about our freelance accelerator program, which opens a couple times a year where you can get all the step-by-step guidance and templates and everything you need to kick ass as a freelancer, as well as the opportunity to get on a strategy session with me like you just saw here with Sarah. All right. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.